If you're trying to work on your personal brand, this is the podcast that you need to listen to. This is a workshop from SME in E Auckland in November 2022. We had Stanley Henry as the guest. He's the founder of The Attention Seeker. In a world where everyone is vying for attention, developing a personal brand can help you stand out from the crowd. It can help differentiate you from others with similar skills, experiences and qualifications and more doors will open for you and opportunities will come through the door. If you want to learn about how to develop a personal brand, this is the podcast for you. Stanley, take it away. My name is Stanley Henry. Uh, I run a company called The Attention Seeker. Just out of interest, does anyone, does anyone know of us or me prior to today? Put your hand up. One person, two people, three, four. Cool, perfect. Even better, because this is the same talk I do everywhere, so that means you haven't seen it, which is good. You'll think it's brand new. Um, so what do we do? Uh, so the Attention Seeker, uh, we build personal brands, all right? So for us, it's not about... Um, we don't focus on the company, we don't focus on the company brand, we focus on the people who run it and the people who own it. Uh, and so for us, we think of this, right? So we think that personal brand is the same as reputation. So just as a raise of hands, who thinks here that they have a strong personal brand themselves? It's a couple of people? Okay, good. Who thinks that they have a reputation of some sort or their reputation has helped drive their business forward? All right, cool, perfect. So. Classic response, reputation, everyone has one. But then when we think of personal brand, we think, oh, I don't have one of that. I'm not Nike, you know, I'm not Google. Um, but for us, your reputation is your personal brand, right? And we know we all have a reputation because if you don't have a reputation, you're probably not alive because you gain one just by existing. And so how we think of personal brand is that it's just a curated version of your reputation that we put on digital platforms or, you know, it might be on... Traditional media might be whatever, but it's a curated version of your brand that we're just putting out into the marketplace, right? And so, how do we do it? How does the attention seeker make this happen? Well, there's many things, but three things we're going to talk about today um, are audience, your hero's journey, and strong opinions, right? And so, two of these hero's journey and strong opinions are just models. Models for telling your story, uh, for putting out content, um, and audience is always first, because... If you're not speaking to the right people, what the hell are you doing, all right? So, a few questions we're going to answer. An audience, who is listening? Who is watching? And are they your customers? Hero's journey. Where did you come from? How did you get here? And where are you going? And for strong opinions, what do you truly believe in? How is it different to others? And why do people care? All right? So, these are the three questions we're going to try and answer for each of these three areas that we're going to talk about today. And so the first one, audience. This key message is something that I want you to sort of take away and think about, right? So when you talk to everybody, you talk to nobody, all right? And as I said, this is a workshop, not a big long talk, having listened to me mumble on about stuff. We're going to do some work, some activities together, okay? So there's three activities. Um, the only real rule that there is, is you need to make a lot of noise, all right? So that means... Talking lots, yelling lots. I've got some staff hanging around. One's taking photos. One's down here making TikToks. I don't really know what she does. But she's down here. We're going to yell at you if you're not yelling at each other. All right? So it's all about making lots of noise. And the purpose behind that 
is because as you say your ideas out loud, you're going to spur everyone else on the table to think about their ideas more. You're going to spark something for them to go, oh yeah, that sounds like my thing here. And they're going to be able to evolve ideas in a real short amount of time. We're all going to be able to do a whole lot of things together, okay? Does that make sense? One rule? Okay. No one agreed, but I'm just accepting your silence as participation in my games. All right? And if you don't, Joni's going to make some TikToks and it's going to be funny anyway. So first exercise, we're going to define your niche. Now, this exercise takes a lot longer than the five or so minutes I'm going to give you, but you have to start here, right? You've got to know who you're talking to. So we want to answer these things, right? So the first one is, what is a broad topic you know well? Then pick a sub-niche that you know a lot about, get specific on your audience, and then define your niche. And so that doesn't mean a whole lot to you. So as an example for me, I know a lot about a broad topic called marketing, but I know even more about personal branding, okay? So that's my sub-niche of what I know a lot about. My specific audience is for mid-tier business owners, sort of people in the two to $20 million turnover are my ideal customer. And so for my niche, it's personal branding for mid-tier business owners, right? Make sense? So we wanna get really clear on here, that last sort of line, personal branding for mid-tier business owners, we each wanna have one of those after, let's give it six minutes. So by 20 past three, we all gonna have one of them. So I'm gonna hand it over to you. As a team, on your table, you need to do this together. Like I said, we're gonna yell at you if you're not yelling at each other, and I will call you out. All right, so you got six minutes, go. Two, one, all right. Okay, we'll bring it focus back in. So what we're gonna do here is share, because there's no point doing any work and not putting it out, all right? So we're gonna quickly go around the room, and I'm just gonna you know what, we've got enough time. We're going to get one person from each table to just yell out their thing. So quickly, guys, nominate yourself, and you guys are put on the spot. You want to yell out what you got? I don't know if Anamari's around with a mic, but you guys go. This is the most important thing we're going to do today. All the stories of making content and how to produce stuff and tell stories is, is good and all, but if you don't say it to the right people, it doesn't mean anything, right? And there's this idea of getting really specific, and there's a real good example I like to use. So we're going to play another little quick game. Put your hand up if you know how many bottles of milk are in your fridge. At home, that is, yep. Cool, we all got it? Okay, put your hand up if you know exactly how many white things are in your fridge. Ah, oh, yep, just as expected, no one? So the idea is that like, when you say something very specific to someone, it triggers something, they know it, they can relate to it. And there's probably some people in this room who heard other people's things going, oh, I really need some help in that space, or oh, I know someone who can do that thing, because you get a bit more specific when it's, if I'm just like, oh, I do marketing for businesses, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. That's like the white things in my fridge, right? They just get left there. So it's about getting super specific. What's your bottle of milk? And how do you tell that to people? Cool? So that exercise, you need way longer than what you were just given to do that properly. And some people have more than one target audience. We as a company do for different parts of our business. Um, but I, what I encourage you to do is take that exercise home, talk to your team, and just try to get really specific so you can say it really quickly and really succinctly so people know what it is that you do from that sentence. Cool? All right, next up, here is journey. So your audience is more likely to come on your journey if they see themselves in you, right? And so um, this idea of telling your story and sharing your story and having people come along on that journey has been pretty much the only thing we've done as a company to grow our business over the last three years, right? So our business, well, you'll hear more about my Heroes Journey shortly, but three years ago, it was me and my mate's spare bedroom. Now there's 11 of us sitting in our purpose-built studio in Greyland, 
And the only thing that built that business was telling my story constantly. Okay, so um, this particular exercise uh, is really important for me, and I think a lot of people don't feel that their story is worth telling. A lot of people don't realize they have a story that other people want to hear. But as many of you have been doing today, is you've just been listening to other people tell their story, and you think how amazing it is, because they've achieved amazing things. But if you apply some structure, which a lot of these great speakers do, it turns their story from something that we've all done to something that's really engaging and listening to. And go talk to Rob if you want some help with getting your story out there. But we're gonna do a little bit today on a model that we use a lot called Hero's Journey. Um, oh yeah, it's bigger than it is on the screen. Um, the Hero's Journey model is used everywhere, right? It's used all in Hollywood, whatever. There's 12 steps to it usually, um, or depends on where you Google. Um, this particular one is just a shortened down version that we use for talks because we don't have four weeks to figure out your Hero's Journey. We've got about six minutes. So we've got six steps here. The first step is status quo. So the start of the journey, what was life like before you set out on the current story? And what happened to make you start the journey? Refusal, what were your internal struggles about starting in the first place? Your mentor, who or what helped you along the way? Your Rocky montage, what was the biggest moment of growth throughout this story? Your death and rebirth, when did it feel like everything might fall apart? And how did you overcome it? And return with the elixir, how are you using the journey you've been on to help others? Okay, now again, it's not very helpful unless you put it into some context. So I'm gonna rush through a quick hero's journey for me um, and let you guys understand my story over the last few years. So my status quo was that um, I used to run hotels for a living. I did it for 15 years around Australia, London, a little bit of time in Japan. Uh, and I hadn't had a I hadn't had a break or a holiday in about two and a half years. Um, and so finally, I got the opportunity to go to India and Dubai. So I went to India for a wedding and Dubai to go see my brother. Uh, my partner and I were uh, trying to enjoy this trip in India, seeing these magical sites like the Taj Mahal, but I kept getting bombarded with emails from work, right? I had the owners of the hotel wondering where the hell I was, why wasn't I at work? Even though that hotel had, um, the profit we got in that January I was away was higher than any January's revenue for that hotel in the 20 year history of the hotel. Yet they were still wondering where the hell was this guy? Why isn't he here making this hotel run better? And I knew that that was just gonna be my life, right? Like that's just working for the man as they say. And so at that moment in India, uh, as we come home from Taj Mahal and just had this amazing, you know, if anyone's been there and you go see the Taj Mahal, it sort of blows you away and makes you question life and reality. And so we decided then and there at that moment that we're gonna quit and go do our own thing. We don't know what that was, but we knew we had to do it. And so there was this refusal piece. This, I knew that the only thing I could do currently was run hotels and do hospitality. But I also didn't have 20 million, 30 million, 40 million dollars to buy a hotel, so that wasn't gonna work. And I didn't wanna start a restaurant because that is the hardest part of hospitality ever to try to do, do a restaurant or cafe. And so I thought, what am I gonna do? What, you know, what value do I have to the world? So I moved back to New Zealand um, after being away for 12 years, I knew nobody, and I decided to just start putting out content. But I uh, going to networking groups and meeting all these random people and just growing my personal brand, not really knowing where it would take me. Um, it was pretty tough, like it was pretty hard to like, you know, some of that first content I put out was pretty shit. Um, I still look at it sometimes, it's pretty bad. Uh, and so I had this real refusal of 
what I was trying to do. But then I started to meet some amazing people, all these other business owners and these networking groups, people like Drew here, Ben Maris, and other people that I know who became my mentors, like who taught me the way through New Zealand business, introduced me to their networks, I met lots of great people, um, you know, like just standing on the stage today after randomly meeting Craig on LinkedIn and then him inviting me to come speak here, right? I met all these amazing people doing this amazing stuff who became my mentors to help me on my own business journey. We then had this little Rocky montage, right? So we're, like last year from about April or so, um, the business just started to click. We started hiring lots of people. Um, we started to become a legitimate little business. This is our first little team shop when I had a team. It was four of us last year. Um, we're doing some cool stuff. We had some great businesses. The content we're putting out started to work. Um, we started to grow even further. The two guys here, I mean, they came on in a big rush of hiring this year where we doubled our team size. Um, and so that's our Rocky montage, right? This is me running up the Philadelphia stairs, punching cow carcasses in the freezing works. But then, our death and rebirth was actually the start of this year. So uh, I made a mistake. Well, I don't know if it was a mistake, but I made a decision to take on grant clients for the Activate Tamaki Mikoto stuff. And I did that for cash flow because I'd signed this lease on this gym that was gutted uh, and I needed some cash flow to push this through. Um, but when you dance with the devil, um, you know, you've got to sort of pay the price. And it was tough because the government work wasn't paying straight away, right? And it wasn't their fault, it was just what it was. And I decided to take the money and do the work. And, but my cash flow got really tight. And we'd just taken those leads. We'd just started to double the size of the team. I remember doing the February payroll uh, at the end of the month, and we had $162 left in the bank. And we had this empty shell looking, staring us down the barrel going, fuck, what have we done? Like, how are we going to do this? And that was pretty rock bottom, because I was like, shit, like, how am I going to get the money to continue this journey? Um, since doing this talk a few times, I've had a lot of business owners now say to me, well, at least you weren't negative. So... Yeah, so you're doing a right stand, you're still a positive, yeah, so a few of you might know the feeling. Um, and so as we work through this, like, what we realize is that the only way out of this is to have a growth mindset and push. We put out more content, we hired more people, we finished the build, we talked to more people, we networked more, and we built our client base, right? And, and our lesson there was the same thing we were refusing at the beginning, which was, like, that the content was the way out, like putting out content, building our personal brand, initiated conversations with people, business owners, and helped us gain new clients, which helped us get back into positive cash flow or just get into a point where we could pay the next month's bills, right? And so our returning with the Elixir was this. Like we ended up finishing the fit out after eight months. Um, the first three months, we got enough to move the team in, and then we spent another five months getting the studios done. Um, it almost broke us. Like, it was tough, like, 16, 17-hour days every day, seven days a week for eight months, pretty much. But we got to this point where we know now. We knew our journey was right. Like, we knew we did all the right things. So the elixir that we bring and we share with others is that by having that growth mindset, um, growing our way out of our problems. And in, in hotels, we used to talk about it, revenue hides all sins, right? So like, I just had to get more revenue and it didn't matter how crap I was running the business and dumb decisions I was making, leasing massive properties and trying to fit them out. Just sell more, pay for it all, deal with it later, right? That was my whole fix. And so that's our, that's our story. So that's, how, that's my hero's journey, right? And so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna get you to write yours. And these are your six steps that you need to write to. 
Um, and the reason why we write this story, and the reason we're going to do it, is what I said right at the beginning of this topic, was that if people see themselves in your journey, they will be more likely to come along with you, right? Any of those parts of my journey, did anyone relate to any of it? Has anyone had tough, put your hands up, so everyone can see. All right, so there's a bunch of people who related to a bunch of my stuff, right? None of, none of my story is like unique, really. We've all gone through that as business owners. We all go through these cash flow problems, staffing problems, marketing problems, taking leases we probably shouldn't have done problems. You know, we all have these things. So you now have some relatability with me, and if we start a conversation, there's some common ground we can talk about, right? So this is why you want this. The, how are we going to use it? Later on, we'll talk to you after you've done it. So it's 3.30. I'm going to give you about four minutes, five minutes, to do a four-week project. Um, and so these are your six steps. Now, look, my advice here is to just bullet point it, right? You're not here trying to write a novel. You're trying here to just get a quick story put in. This structure is going to take your mundane, boring story that you think it is and give it some life, all right? OK, let's go. If you need help, put your hand up, and we'll come around and we'll give you some help with it. And again, what's the only rule that we got? Be loud. So tell it out loud to people. Talk about your story, because it'll spur other people on. Trust me. As you get it, start to talk about it. Otherwise, I'll just keep blabbering on. You have to hear my echoey voice. And as you're writing, one of the questions I usually get about the hero's journey is where do we start? Where's the story? And you just heard my last few years of building the whole business, but it, I could have wrote a hero's journey about my last month. I could have wrote my hero's journey about since I was born. I could have wrote, there's heaps of places you can start and finish. It doesn't have to finish today. It could have finished a year ago, two years ago. It could have been your last business, the reason you sold your last business. But you choose that based on that first thing we talked about, which is your audience. What is relative or relevant or relatable to your niche. Take that exercise home. Google Hero's Journey. There's just an enormous amount of resources about Hero's Journey online to help you do it. But we'll bring your attention back in because we've got our first gentleman going to share his Hero's Journey. So introduce yourself real quick and then give us your story. Sweet. Uh, hi there. I'm Chris Long. I'm from uh, Palmerston North. Um, my hero's journey is status quo. I returned uh, from Italy in 2012 after having played rugby. I had two knee operations and a shoulder operation in Palmy. Um, I'd done a bit of building while I was overseas, so I really enjoyed it. So I started a building company. Um, my refusal, the internal struggle, was that I wasn't a qualified builder, so, uh, which could have been problematic. But um, I just uh, put fly drops in letterboxes and never undertook anything that... Uh, I wasn't comfortable with or wasn't stepping outside of the legalities of. Um, grew a business um, to, we've got 10, ten uh, team members now. Cool. Um, a mentor along the way was I met a business coach randomly at a networking event and did some disc profiling mm -hmm. and found out what I was good at and what I wasn't good at, um, what my strengths and weaknesses were. Um, so it was kind of a real light bulb sort of moment. Um, Rocky Montage was in 2018, we started a high-performing home company working with New Zealand Green Building Council and building energy-efficient homes, awesome. which is pretty sweet. Um, things were tracking pretty well until COVID hit, and I uh, spent five weeks at home with my wife and a three-year-old and a one-year-old and found out that I got awesome kids, and uh, my 80-hour week meant that I was missing out on all of that. 
So uh, we sort of refocused what we were doing. Um, we started a four-day work week in 2020, which is Monday cool. to Thursday. We decided to focus awesome. the next two years on uh, looking after our people and our company so that they had security uh, for their families and for their mortgages and everything. Um, and for the last two years, we focused on that. We now have awesome staff retention, uh, huge happiness, and uh, last Friday, we won the Manawatu Business Awards Employer awesome. Choice Award, so well pretty stoked with that. So. Nice work. Awesome. Well done, mate. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, we'll go Steph at the back. You had your hand up. We'll do one more because um, they're going to kick me off at 10 too. So we need to speed through this. So we'll do one more. Thank you, Joni. Kia ora everyone, my name is Steph and I run an HR consulting business called Love HR and um, my status quo was I thought I landed my dream job in London, I was working for Disney and I was really excited and I fucking hated it <laughs> and I was like oh shit this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, I need to find something else. Um, so my refusal was a massive case of imposter syndrome, I felt like I wasn't good enough, I had massive fear of rejection fear of abandonment um, and really issues, big issues with lack of validation um, and I was a recovering people pleaser so I had to get okay with um, not being liked by everybody. Um, in terms of mentoring, um, I have my whānau to thank a lot for, for providing financial support um, and emotional support on this journey, my amazing friends <laughs> sorry, um, for supporting me and encouraging me along the way, like who you surround yourself with makes all the difference. Um, and other startup businesses as well. So business um, leaders like Philly Powell from Wellbeing Tech, we connected really early on in our journey and it's just been amazing to have someone else on the same pathway. Um, and coaches, I invested a lot of money into coaches, energetic coaches, therapists, um, you name it. Um, in terms of my Rocky montage, uh, about a year ago I went full time into my business. So up until um, last year I was just working part time. Um, and I took the plunge last year and uh, in a year I've increased my LinkedIn following by 30% to over 1,000 followers. Awesome. Um, and I increased my database by 200%, which awesome. was zero to 200. <laughs> <laughs> um, hope my math's right. Um, and then I ran a webinar, a free webinar last month, oh sorry, in September and I had um, over 85 registrants and 40, 54 people attended and they stayed throughout the whole webinar. So cool. I thought that was awesome. really great. Thank you. <laughs> um, in terms of death and rebirth, I recently ran an online course that I put all my eggs into one basket um, and I uh, only got one participant signed up to my course and I have booked and uh, got a big overseas trip coming up in December. Philly Powell and I, um, from Wellbeing Tech and I are actually going to India. We're going to the Taj Mahal. Cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we'll get content You've got 20 seconds. You. <laughs> I'm going to get kicked off. Yep. Um, and, then I, um, and then now I've got a loan. I invested. I've grown. I've made a plan. I've hired an event planner to support me. And then in terms of return with Alexa, Alexa inspiring others to take the leap. Um, inspiring other young women as well, and then making workplaces better, which is awesome. what my business is. Well done. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. All right. Can you, can another show of hands, who found something relatable or, uh, you know, related to something in those stories that those two people shared? Put your hand up nice and high so that they can see, because I think for them and for you, before they spoke, they probably weren't really sure if maybe their story was enough interesting or whatever. And a lot of people go through that, right? So it's just to show you that if you do tell your story, people do care. Like, people do want to hear it. 
Um, and people and having a structure to it just allows you to say it in a way that people will follow along for that journey, all right? So quick recap, I'm running out of time. So Hero's Journey, plenty of ways you can use it. You can use it as a three, 30 second pitch at the start of your presentations. You can use it as social media posts, blogs, whatever it might be. There's heaps of places you can use it. If you want to know more, Google it. All right, strong opinions, last one. So opinions are like assholes, right? Everyone has one. Boring opinions don't encourage engagement. If nobody is engaging with you, then no one is buying your product or service. You don't have to force a strong opinion. We all have them. Have a strong opinion or stay unknown, right? So this is some quote I stole of some guy. It worked really well. Um, but it's, it's really important, right? Strong opinions are something that help us um, communicate our ideas and get engagement and create this unity influence principle if anyone's read Robert Cialdini's book, right, versus us versus them. It doesn't always have to be negative, but um, sometimes that's the best way to do it. So I could write something like, I reinvest all my money back into growing my business, right? But it's a little boring. It's not going to get a whole lot of engagement. So instead, I could write, investing in property is for those who don't know how to grow a company, right? So, you know, who wants to fight me on this one in New Zealand? As you can imagine, writing this sort of stuff to my target audience uh, gets a certain response, as you can imagine, if anyone can think of what does a mid-tier business owner look like in New Zealand. Uh, so here's some other ones. Should salaries be visible? Um, and I went on to talk about my staff's contracts are all sit in a public folder. Everyone in my team knows what everyone else has earned. Um, there are 34,000 impressions there. Um, there were 77 comments, which were pretty funny, actually. Like, half of them were, this is outrageous, you can't do this, this is not right. And then the other half were, this is so amazing, we should do this more. Um, the second one is, oh, this is what I actually wrote. I couldn't think of anything worse than buying a home, a mortgage, fuck that. Um, 161 comments. Uh, I'd say 120 of them, you can probably guess what they say. Uh, the other 40 or other young millennials like me who can't afford the property, so that we all say this because it's our excuse for not buying a home. Um, and then they had 26,000 impressions. And then lastly, uh, I really don't give a fuck what you think. Um, it's my greatest strength in life. Uh, and again, 60 comments, 16,000 impressions. Uh, a lot of those were actually quite good things, right? A lot of people were like, man, I, like, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. Um, and then the opposite. Uh, were people saying, mate, you run a personal branding workshop, uh, business, what are you talking about? That's all you believe in. So it was a really good <laughs> conversation, I suppose. Um, but the point of the story is, is that strong opinions, they spark interest, right? And our, we're called the attention seeker for a reason. It's to get people to see us and talk to us. And there's nothing inherently bad about what I wrote, right? Like I'm not, you know, I'm not getting into some political speech or some hate speech or anything like that. I'm just sharing my opinion on the way I see the world and how I think right now. I write a whole text post which explains my reasoning. There's a whole bit of uh, stuff in here talking about, like, a lot of the time we're solving people's objections as we're talking and we're saying stuff so that they understand where I'm coming from. But it actually produces a really robust debate. So if you go back and you find these posts or any of the other posts we get, there's not a lot of fighting. Like, it's not people like, this isn't a post about national versus labor. Like, this is about stupid stuff, right, that people just have an opinion about and they want to get into. And so we all have these strong opinions, and they work. They work to spark engagement and have people talk, but also people get known for this sort of stuff. Like, Mike Mocker was here before, and he was um, one of the other workshop guys, and he was saying to me, like, I love your post about um, not buying a home. We've, we're nine years in this entrepreneurship journey, and we've only just bought our first home, and his business is kicking ass. 
But he's like, no, I've reinvested everything back into my business, right? So it started a conversation between me and him because of my strong opinion I often put out on LinkedIn. So we've got three and a half minutes before they turn my mic off. Um, all I'm going to do for this is explain these rules, okay? So these are our rules uh, for strong opinions. So first one is don't be a bigot, right? So if you don't know what that is, again, Google it. Um, but don't be a bigot, okay? Second one, don't pull any punches. And I've since realized that not many people know what this is, but this is a boxing term. It's about when you're going to throw a punch, throw it. Don't pull it back. Don't, don't let go as you, you know, fully commit to your punch as you go. So if you've got a strong opinion, go all in on it. Only write things you 100% believe in. And the simple te uh, test for this is, oh, should I be writing this? I'm not really sure. No, you shouldn't. You obviously don't 100% believe in it, so just don't. The last three, be prepared to defend your opinions, be prepared to have a proper debate, and be prepared to have your mind changed. And these are real crucial, right? Because this is where social media gets screwed up because we defend our things, but we're not ready to have a proper debate with people. And I did on these posts, and I am willing to have my mind changed. I know one day I'm gonna wanna buy a home. I get it, like I get it, I get why people do it. Just right now, I can't afford it because I live in Auckland. So, but I will have my mind change, and for everyone who puts out their strong opinion, if you can follow these rules, you stop turning into this, like, you, you, your post doesn't turn into this crap of just trolls trolling each other, right? It's not Chris and now TikToks trolling all our followers um, with crazy, crazy comments. So for us, um, for me, it's really important that you guys remember this, right? So if you saw somebody take photos, it's really important, just a, just a litmus test before you put something up online. So I encourage you to go home, think of some strong opinions that you have. If you're not sure, and you just want to check with me because they maybe they are a little bit dicey, just message me on LinkedIn and ask. So put it all together, develop your personal brand with consistency. And some homework, remember, audience, when you talk to everybody, you talk to nobody. Hero's journey, your audience is more likely to come on your journey if they see themselves in you. And strong opinions, opinions are like assholes, everyone has them. Okay, so your homework is to take those exercises we did today and flesh them out a little bit more, right? They're gonna tell you who to talk to and they're gonna give you examples of content you can put out today. And you're gonna to have to start telling your story, start putting things out and start to you know, develop and um, curate a community of those people that are your customers. Yeah, make sense? Cool. Any questions? Thank you for listening. Excellent. Thank you, Stanley. That was amazing. <laughs> so fun as well. Like, I always get a kick out of your Lego man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's literally my favorite um, represent avatar of a person, and I want one so badly. Um, I always get jealous. Uh, thank you so much. It's easy to find Stanley on LinkedIn, obviously. Um, you don't have it. Do you have a tag? Oh, yeah. It's over there somewhere. Yeah. If you've got it doesn't an, look good in the photos, you know. Yeah. So. If you've got an Android, you should be able to scan him and get his contact details. But I would encourage you just to follow him, um, Stanley and the Attention Seekers. Yeah. They've got a whole bunch of content. If you're on TikTok, check out their TikTok. They're getting millions of views and see what they're doing in that space. Um, a really good person to kind of follow along and get some ideas from. I know I do. Yeah, yeah so thanks, yeah. Stanley. Thank you. Thanks for having thanks, me, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the New Zealand Small Business and Entrepreneur podcast. 
July 11, 12th, Shed 6 in Wellington, we have SME and E-Growth, which is focused on businesses who are either in scale mode or have ambitions to scale in 2023. Jump onto our website and check it out. 11 and 12 July in Shed 6, Wellington. Kia ora, have an epic day.